0: I'm Crystal Escobar and this is episode number 99, Changing Our Past. Welcome to the Mormon Enlightenment podcast hosted by Wannabe Balanced. My name is Crystal Escobar. And I'm Sean Escobar. This podcast started out as a self-help podcast for moms and has transformed into a documentation of our journey out of Mormonism. Our goal is to make it safe for others to live their authentic life, break free from social norms and limiting beliefs, and inspire others to courageously share their truth. In February 2018, Sean published a recording between him and the man who sexually abused him as a child. This man was the director of the most recent Temple Endowment video, and the story was featured on the front page of the New York Times. Sean has become a powerful advocate for victims of sexual abuse. Crystal founded the Wannabe Balance brand in 2010 and recently published her first book. Now we have decided to partner up and grow this special post-Mormon community. We want people to feel safe to follow their hearts, even if that means leaving one's lifelong religion. Not only should they feel safe to leave, they should be able to do so with their dignity intact. Wow, can you believe it? 99 episodes. Holy cow. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's crazy to think back when I started with episode one, I was still Mormon, And then I think it was episode 12 or 13 was the first episode where Sean and I decided to just be really open and honest about our true feelings about the Mormon church. And we were still very much in the church. (laughs) I was listening to it not too long ago, kind of went back to memory lane and was listening to that episode. And we were basically exposing a lot of thing the things about the church, even though we were still Mormon. But at the end of the episode, we made sure to tell everybody that we still believe that the church is true and that the prophets speak to God and all that. So it's just really funny how, how we have changed so much since that first episode titled One Size Doesn't Fit All. It just took a couple months from that point for Sean and I to get to the place of actually deciding that we no longer wanted to be part of the Mormon church. And then I was really afraid to talk openly about it. So I remember episode, I think 18 or 19, I talked about a panic attack that I had and that had everything to do with discovering the truth about the church and having a full-on existential crisis and the dark night of the soul. And I was afraid to be 100% honest about what had triggered that. So I vaguely expressed what I was going through in that episode without actually telling people that I no longer believed in the Mormon church anymore. I I wasn't sure if I wanted to be public about it on the podcast. So it, it turned out to be the end of season two, I think. And I took a break for the summer and over the summer Sean and I had a lot of conversations about okay are we gonna do we want to talk about this or do we just want to walk away silently and not say anything but it was like so much bottled up thoughts and so many things that we just wanted to express and after the summer was over I just couldn't hold it in anymore. And Sean and I hadn't fully come to the agreement together that we would speak openly about it. And I just went ahead and did it. And Sean's like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. So I did it in episode 21 where I told everybody that, you know what, this is what is really happening with me. I no longer want to be a part of the Mormon church. And then I thought I would just leave it at that and then move back into what I normally talk about on the podcast, which is just all personal development and geared towards moms and motherhood and uh, building a business and all that kind of stuff. But I just (laughs) couldn't stop talking about it. And here I am two and a half years later, still loving every minute of talking about this. I love being part of the Mormon Enlightenment community. I love doing everything that we've done to support the growing community. I loved all the episodes that I was able to do on these topics around leaving Mormonism and growing and thriving beyond Mormonism. I do want to go back to the original Want to Be Balanced podcast. So that's what I'm planning to do ending with episode 99. It's going to be going back to Want to Be Balanced. I don't want to stop talking about leaving Mormonism altogether. So what I, Sean and I decided that we would still sprinkle in some Mormon enlightenment episodes, like maybe every fifth episode going into season five of the podcast, it will be officially back to the "Want to Be Balanced podcast. But I do think that Sean and I are always gonna have things that we're gonna wanna share about our journey out of Mormonism and our thoughts and things that we're experiencing I just don't think it's something that you will ever grow out of fully. I think it's something that is part of our so much part of our DNA <laughs> that it would be really challenging for us to never talk about it ever again. But I wanted to the reason why I wanted to transition out of Mormon Enlightenment and back to the Want to Be Balanced podcast because that is my original brand and I want to focus on that which is really opening up the door to more people, not just post-Mormons. I wanna talk about all things personal development and I recently became certified as a life coach. So I wanna do a lot of coaching on a lot of different topics when it comes to um, weight loss, all the things that I'm really passionate about, which one of them is uh, around leaving Mormonism or leaving a religion. So I do want to talk, I wanna continue talking about that and I'm actually coaching a lot of people through the whole process of leaving your religion leaving a religion will definitely still be part of the topics that i cover but i'm also very passionate about time management weight loss health and just helping women find meaning and purpose in their lives beyond mormonism so if you are from mormon enlightenment please stick around i hope all of my future episodes will still benefit you like i said we will continue to sprinkle in episodes and and interviews with post-Mormons and about um, leaving Mormonism. This last episode is going to be about changing the narrative of your past. And I think that this is a very important topic to discuss because so many of us are telling our story as a victim. And I know it kind of feels good for a while to be the victim. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the church did this to me. We are victims, but do we want to stay in the role of being a victim? Because victims are powerless. I want to feel empowered. So I want to talk about how we can change the narrative of our past to empower us rather than keep us locked into this victim role, which will keep us from ultimately growing beyond Mormonism. We will just stay stagnant in our poor me mentality. But first of all, like I've discussed in multiple episodes, the first stage is allowing all the feelings to come through first. Like you don't need to quickly try to change the narrative and see everything in such a positive way light right away. This is a process and be patient with yourself and give yourself that time you need to feel all of the emotions that comes with leaving your religion and feeling like you've been deceived. There's a lot that we are unpacking here. So like I said, the first stage is allowing all the feelings to come up. We don't want to push them away and shame them like we were taught to do in the church. Like that's what I realized that growing up in the church, I was taught to look at my all my past mistakes with so much regret and shame, which now realizing does not serve me one bit. Anytime I would think back on things that I did in my past, I felt tremendous anxiety. And i shared this in one of our episodes where sean and i just a couple years ago we opened up with about so many things about our past that we that we were so afraid to tell each other and i remember one morning out on a run and these memories came up from something that i had done in my past and something that i had never told sean before and I was overcome with anxiety. This is part of my past and what if Sean ever found out? Like I was so worried that if he knew everything from my past that he wouldn't he wouldn't think as highly of me. And so I carried that for so long, feeling afraid to open up about my past because of the shame and regret that was piled onto it. Instead of just allowing my experiences to be experiences, that teach me things i had to shame them and i just don't think that that is very helpful in our lives to look upon our mistakes with so much of that regret what's done is done we can learn from them and move on but to be told that you should never talk about your past transgressions that really sends a message of it's so shameful that you should never ever tell anybody about it because how horrible it is. So I love that I no longer have to feel that weight around the mistakes that I've made. I can look at them as just information that teaches me how to better live my life. Don't resist those feelings. Allow them to be there Be the comforter for yourself, have compassion, validate yourself. When you're not being there to validate, that's when you put yourself in the victim role longer than necessary until you get the validation you're seeking. But you can do this for yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting around a really long time because one person's validation will never be enough. You will always seek to be validated by others unless you simply choose to validate yourself. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to help our kids feel better? You know, when they're like fighting with each other, the siblings are fighting, they're really upset and they come running to you crying and hysterical. And and what I've noticed is when I actually take the time to hold them and hug them and repeat what I know they're feeling, You know, like for example, like Owen will come to me and totally hysterical crying like Brooklyn did this, Brooklyn said that and Brooklyn's so mean and I just hold him and I love him and I'm like, oh, what did she do? Oh, that really hurt your feelings when she said that, right? And then he's like, yeah, yeah. And then it's so cute because he instantly feels better if I, but when I don't take the time to validate how he's feeling and I kind of just you know, act insensitive, like it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You know, when I act that way, then it only makes it worse. And so noticing the power in giving our children the validation they need and how quickly they're able to move on has really taught me a lot about giving myself the validation I need so that I can also move on. So be that parent figure for yourself. See yourself the same way you see your children. Care for yourself, love yourself, and validate all of your feelings no matter how childish it might seem. Then it's as if you've opened the door to freedom. You let it go and you choose a different narrative. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I just want you to Make sure you allow yourself to feel all the emotions. Don't shame them. Don't try to push them away. Let them be there. And then when you're feeling ready, you'll be able to go back into your past and choose a different story. We can use our past to enhance our present. And it all comes down to the way we tell our story. Were you the victim or were you the hero? It's about training your brain to think about what was good about the things that happened. And if we do this daily in small ways, it will become easier to do it about the big things. It's about asking yourself regularly, how is everything happening for me and not to me? If we continue to use our past as evidence of what we can get from our future, your future will always look just like your past. So I think that is such a powerful realization to notice that if we continue to tell our story as the victim, then we are creating a future of being the victim. But if we want to be the hero in our future, we have to go into our past and tell the story as if we were the hero. And I wanted to use this episode to share just a couple of examples of how we can change our past by going into the past stories and digging up those old narratives and deciding a new way to tell the story. So for many years, I always told the story to myself that all these years I thought that Sean wasn't supportive of my goals and how much resentment I carried. I have always had so much ambition when it comes to goals and business and all these things. And, and that was a struggle for me when I first became a mom, because suddenly I realized that my life was going to have to be about them for a season. And I fought it for a while in the beginning. And I tried to do so much and still tried to be a good mom at the same time. But there was always that part of me that wanted to do what I'm doing now, which I finally, it's finally the right season for me. But, you know, when my second child was born, that's when I started up my blog, the Wannabe Balanced blog. And I became so consumed with it that Sean was kind of trying to lovingly tell me that, you know, maybe this is not the right season for you. Maybe this is the time where... You focus on being a mother. And and I took a lot of offense to it because I was like, whatever, like I can do both. And so I had a lot of resentment because Sean would always be kind of keeping me grounded, which my story was always a lot of resentment towards him, telling the story as if he was not supportive of my goals and dreams and that he was suppressing all of the things that I really wanted to do. It doesn't help me to have that anger towards Sean, like blaming him for not supporting me more, which he really did. (laughs) He really did, you guys. He tried really hard to just let me do the things that I wanted to do. But at the same time, he was just trying to make sure that I fully enjoyed the season of life that I was in at the time and now I can look back and be really, really grateful because he was so, he's such a family guy and he will devote every bit of his time to me and the kids and that's just something that comes very naturally for him. We are his number one priority and his example has actually been really, really good for me because i am grateful that he was constantly reminding me not to get too busy not to put more things on my plate like I said at the time I would get really angry like oh my gosh he doesn't support me but really now I can look back and be so grateful for it because I really got to fully enjoy that season of my life and I have no regrets I still continue to work on my blog and Sean was always supportive in the way where he allowed me to hire as much help babysitters as I needed I had a house cleaner I had lots of babysitters to come and help me with the kids and and all that so he was very much supportive but there was a part of me that wanted to hold on to the resentment like he didn't support me because of little things that I thought were not supportive which ultimately his intention was just trying to remind me of the season of life I was in and that there's plenty of time to do all these things that I want to do we don't want to miss these years with our children while they're young so there's two different ways I could tell the story and I could choose to tell the story as the victim like I could be so much more successful if only I had a husband that supported me more and encouraged me to work more and, and really go all in on the things that I wanted to do at the time. Or I could change the story to, I'm so grateful that I had a husband that taught me by example, how to fully be present and enjoy the season of life that we were in while our kids were young. His example As a parent, is really what inspired so many of the things that I've done over the years in my role as a mother, like in my choice to homeschool and all the time and energy that I put into raising our children. He was always around, he's always worked from home. He had all these opportunities to travel and train for corporate, and he turned it down. He wanted to be there for our kids, he did not want to be away from our kids traveling and working all the time and he made that a priority and his example is amazing for me. And then there's an example from Sean's point of view um, in a different area of our lives. He mentioned in one of his recent videos over on Facebook that it was a few months ago where I came to Sean and kind of was very open about what I was noticing about him when it came to his overindulgence with junk food and alcohol. (laughs) And there was a part of me that was overindulging as well when it came to the alcohol. And I talked about that in a different episode, but I was getting frustrated with him overindulging because I felt like if he would stop making it okay to overindulge, then by doing it himself, then it would be easier for me. So I, there was a part of me that was like, come on, Sean, I need you to be on board with cleaning up our diet. And so for me to watch him, you know, eating ice cream and, and drinking alcohol whenever he wanted to, which, you know, it's not really a lot, but coming from a Mormon background and never drinking to suddenly drinking, it felt like a lot to me. So I was really frustrated. And I, I told him, you know, what happened to all your discipline when it comes to your health? Like you, have always been really into your health and eating right and taking care of your body. And, you know, he was always, he was still working out. So he was just like confused, like what I'm, I'm like working out every single day. And I'm like, I know. And it's not about your, how you look. I'm not shaming you at all about your, the way you look, you know, I'm not, it's not about that for me. It was just more like, come on, let's be healthy together. I can't do this without you. And so I was telling him how I really felt about, how much he had changed when it came to his his uh, self-discipline around his diet because it, it was drastically different than what he has always been in our marriage. He was, you know, we've, we're in the health industry and for me to see him go from eating so good perfect all the time to now just kind of eating whatever he wanted I was like wait a minute what's going on here so I was getting frustrated because I wanted to make a lot of change I wanted to make the changes in my diet but it was I was finding it challenging when he wasn't on board so I was open about telling him what I really thought and at first it really offended him he got really defensive really angry at me and we got in a lot of fights over it but then A month or two later, he talked about this in one of his recent videos where he was actually grateful for the wake-up call. I like to use that example because we have two different examples of a story and two different ways of telling the story. In this example, in Sean's example, the first story was victim because, you know, he was really angry at me. Like, how dare you say that I have no discipline with my diet? Like I'm working out every single day. I care about my health. But then he humbled himself and realized, okay, maybe she's right. Maybe I do need to make some changes. And that's when Sean and I came up with the whole ER shred thing because of this whole experience. So I love to use that, those things as an example, because I think when it comes to our Mormon story, it could be all about poor me, poor me, this should have been different, but we can easily change our past by changing our narrative. We can look at our experience in the church as awful, horrible, traumatic, which I think they're all true, but is that serving you to continue to tell the story that way? Is there a new way that you can tell the story that will empower you to create the future that you want? And can we look at all of the experiences that we had in the church as exactly the way it was supposed to be? There's so much that we learned from this whole experience. And to be honest, I wouldn't change it at first I would have had a really hard time saying that because I was so angry, like I cannot believe I wasted so many years of my life in this religion. We donated so much money, so much time, and so much heartache from, from what the church taught. But is it really helpful for us to continue to tell the story that way? Can we look at it as, wow, I'm so grateful that I spent all those years in the church It taught me so many valuable lessons about what I really want in my life. And there's probably even bits and pieces that we can still hold on to. Allow yourself the time to feel all of the emotions that you have and validate yourself. Express it. Get it all out. Give yourself the time that you need. Nurture yourself and then work on changing the story. How do you want to tell your story moving forward? I wanted to leave you with a little recording that I did a few months ago. I told you in one of my previous episodes that I've been kind of using my voice memo app on my phone to record some of my conversations with Sean, like on our date night or just different um coaching sessions that I have. I just like to have them on record so that I can go back and listen and, and kind of rediscover some new things that I'm learning by, by listening to these recordings. So I wanted to end this episode with a little recording that I found on my phone that really does apply to this whole topic. And it's a conversation that Sean and I were having, um, kind of reflecting on some of the, some things from our past and rewriting the story. I see how um, my upbringing was so much more different than yours. You have that confidence that I've never experienced because of your dad, because of his influence on you. True. You know? I always felt like the lower class. Very, very true. And my dad was always in and out of jobs, and my mom was just doing what she could to make money here and there. Right. we were always barely making it and so that example made me think that that's part of my heritage <laughs> I am just destined to be just like them right and I've never really thought beyond that I just thought, thought that I just have to accept that this is what I come this from and this reality. is probably what I'll be and never really noticed realizing that I could actually be more than that Got it. I just thought I really did believe in you know, hereditary things. Like, right. I'm part of them. I will be them when <laughs> I get older, and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. First glimpse I had of actually uh, seeing that I could be different was uh, my mission. <laughs> well, yeah. probably my marathon first, and then my mission. Mm-hmm. But not because I had a, you know, a testimony of the church, because I was like, I know missions are hard and not many women are doing this. I'm gonna do it. Cool. And I'm gonna like succeed at it. I'm gonna be good at it. I'm gonna not quit. I went 18 months without ever watching movies, listening to music, dating guys, waking up early, going to bed at a certain time, and following all these rules. Like that to me felt like, wow, that's something to be proud of. That is. And it makes me feel good about myself. Like I can do this. It gives me the evidence that. I'm capable of doing hard things. Yeah. Totally love that. Yeah, so we can thank the church in some ways that (laughs) they helped me. Still love it. Yeah. If you could just always believed what you truly are in your essence, how amazing you are, then you would never have the past experience past experiences to influence. I I don't know how many people have gotten there because we're just inherently insecure. No. but I think that's something that we're all learning right now I think as part of our evolution you know if you look back even if you don't believe in evolution all the way back to like <laughs> homo sapiens that you can still understand that we are evolving if you go back even 50 years ago the way things were sure our mentality so the way that the human race is evolving I think we are getting to a point where we're realizing that our past is still influencing our our present. Join me next week for episode 100 where I officially begin season 5 of the podcast and going back to the original name Wanna Be Balanced. Thank you guys so much for being part of this journey with me and I hope you continue to follow along thanks for listening to the wannabe balanced podcast get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com if you love the show then leave a review or share it with a friend until next week